Welcome, traders, to Truth Is Now Treason. We are continuing our series on forgiveness that we have called It's Me I Can't Forgive. Now, almost everybody in the world knows who Metallica is. Now, James Hetfield is the lead singer and guitarist of Metallica. And now most everybody, except Lennox, would know who he was if they saw him. And I consider that a compliment. Thank you, Dietrich. Does anybody else agree with me, traders? <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. As a compliment. Now, here's a guy who could have anything that he wanted, except for one very crucial thing, the ability to forgive himself. And if you have listened to their album, Death Magnetic, a fantastic album. There's a song on there called The Unforgiven Three. Now, there's lyrics to this song, and these are lyrics that James Hetfield wrote. And he made a comment that this was one of his favorite songs that Metallica did. There's lyrics in there that he wrote that are pretty amazing when you listen to them. We're just going to talk about two parts of the lyrics of the song. One line is, how can I blame you when it's me I can't forgive? And then there's another line that he repeats over and over and over again. And it's the line, forgive me, forgive me not. Why can't I forgive me? Now, if you know anything about addiction, then you know that when you are an addict, you do things over and over that not only hurt yourself, but the people who love you the most. Now, James has dealt with addiction for a significant chunk of his life. He's gone to rehab numerous times. And when we see what he has written in this song, it's clear that he struggles with the things he has done in his life. I'm not speaking ill of him. Everything I have said about him, it's a matter of public record. I wish nothing but the best for him. I hope he's able to defeat his addictions and find the ability to forgive himself. This band has written numerous incredible songs that are great at frustrating Lennox and giving her a headache. What else could I ask for? Okay, you misanthrope. <laughs> That's a word, traders, that we learned in the previous episode. So if you missed it, you might want to go see the, what the definition is. <laughs> As you can tell, Lennox is still not sure about the word. But I'm only a misanthrope towards Lennox, not anybody else. <laughs> Again, we wish James nothing but the best. How do we address ourselves when we can't even forgive ourselves for the things we have done? And that's why we have called this series, It's Me I Can't Forgive. And yes, the title of the series was inspired by the lyrics of that awesome Metallica song. Because sometimes forgiving ourselves is the hardest thing to do. And I'm Lennox, and he is Dietrich, and this is episode four of our series, It's Me, I Can't Forgive, on Truth is Now Treason. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about forgiveness, but it does not specifically address the concept of forgiving oneself. Usually, we talk about forgiving yourself when a person expresses persistent guilt over past sin or remorse over negative consequences caused by an earlier decision. And we might personally feel the need to forgive ourselves for our mistakes in order to move forward in our lives. But it's easier said than done. So why is it so hard to forgive ourselves? In Psychology Today, I just looked it up to see what they, it had to say, and it gave three reasons why people struggle with forgiving themselves. And the first reason is what they call exceptionalism. Exceptionalism is the concept of when you hold yourself accountable or blameworthy in ways that you never would hold others. You hold yourself to a standard that is far higher than the one you use for others. And this is kind of like a cousin to perfectionism. And we all know some perfectionists, right? Perfectionists, you expect yourself to be perfect 
And anything less than perfection is an abject failure and you believe you control the outcomes of your actions. And if those actions go awry, you can only assume it's your fault. Another reason they give is called expansionism. That's where you expand the realm of your responsibility to just about everything. You significantly overestimate your zone of responsibility, thereby assuming responsibility for acts or situations that are not yours. If you see yourself as responsible for everything, you're always going to encounter your failures and mistakes. And then the third reason is the confirmation bias. And that's where you operate with the assumption that someone like you, and you can insert all these negative judgments here about yourself, can only bring about harms or injuries to others. And every act confirms your inadequacy or your culpability, which exacerbates your shame. You believe everything you do and everything about you is bad or wrong or hurtful. And this reinforces your view that someone like you doesn't deserve forgiveness. And even though these thoughts might seem normal to those who operate under them, these are really forms of self-deception. And simply put, they're lies we tell ourselves and examples of how Satan tricks and traps us. And these are lies that dictate how people see themselves and others, which usually results in some low self-esteem which no one wants to admit they may have, and is definitely contrary to God's word and his plan for our lives. Yeah, if not forgiving yourself involves low self-esteem or self-deprecation, then all the more reason why we need to fill our minds with the truth from the Bible. Self-forgiveness is a step in rebuilding, if not building for the first time, the sense that you matter. It's a commitment to break old patterns of self-deprecation and denigration that aid and abet self-deception. The Bible clearly exposes self-deception or any kind of deception. Now, the Bible never gives a dictionary definition of forgiveness, but it does show many examples of it. And the greatest of all the examples showing how much a person matters to God is the forgiveness of God. Although the following passage does not use the word forgive, it describes the concept of God's forgiveness perfectly. Listen to Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, our sins. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. It's important to note that forgiveness operates in the realm of sin. In the majority of passages in the Bible that contain the word forgive or forgiveness, sin is mentioned. While this might be simple to understand in concept, forgiving yourself can be difficult in practice. We regret our bad decisions and we're remorseful over the ways they have hurt ourselves or others. The enemy continues to accuse us and remind us of our sins. Others in our lives might do the same. And there are times we might even think it is a good thing to refuse to forgive ourselves as if our punishment of ourselves will atone for our sins. But that is not at all the message of the gospel. 
In fact, the Bible is quite clear that we could never make up for our own sins. We are sinners who are dead in transgression. That's Romans 3.23. And hopeless apart from Christ. You know, the gospel tells us that God's wrath for our sins has been poured out on Jesus. Justice has been served. So living in guilt or self-punishment is a denial of the truth of the gospel. And living in guilt will not free you. In other words, you're thinking that punishing yourself will free you from horrible things you have done? That is quite simply not the case. And if we take a minute to admit this, we know it is true. No amount of punishing ourselves will heal or repair the damage we have done to ourselves or somebody else. You know, but oddly enough, forgiving yourself means first admitting your own sinfulness. It requires admitting that we are imperfect and unable to become perfect on our own. It means acknowledging the depth of our depravity. It means rejecting the idea that our efforts will ever atone for our wrongdoings. But it also means receiving and walking in the fullness of God's grace. When we humble ourselves and receive God's grace, we can let go of our own angst against ourselves for our wrongs, that we cannot be perfect, but that we are under his umbrella of grace and mercy, and that bringing healing to the damage we have caused through our past actions. We come to understand that the creator of the universe loved us so much, he not only made us, but overcame our rebellion against him. And the wonderful thing about God's forgiveness is that it is not merely transactional. It's relational. When we are saved, we become children of God. We receive the Holy Spirit and he transforms us and he's with us forever, according to the scriptures. Now, our sins do have genuine and often heartbreaking consequences in our lives, but God is faithful to use even that for his glory and our good. We are not left to wallow in the consequences of our sins. Instead, God helps us to endure through them and we can see his redemptive abilities. Forgiving yourself ultimately comes from understanding God's forgiveness. The Bible is clear that every human has sinned against God, and that all our wrongdoing is against him. So the essential thing we need is God's forgiveness, which is available to us through the work of Jesus Christ. Anyone who puts their faith in Jesus is fully and completely forgiven of their sins, They are counted as righteous before God. And we do, of course, still struggle with sin, but God is faithful to cleanse us when we confess to him, and he restores us to our fellowship with him. Jesus' sacrifice was enough for any and all of our sins. Forgiving yourself, then, actually has to do with receiving God's forgiveness and understanding your value as a person and your worth to him. And we want to stop and pray right now for those listening who need to forgive themselves for something. Can we do that? Father, today I ask you to make yourself present to those struggling with unforgiveness of something he or she has done. Help expose that deception that the enemy is feeding these individuals. Forgive them for the hurtful words and actions they have done to themselves and others. Show them how verbally abusing themselves, refusing to forgive themselves of things, or holding themselves responsible for things that might be out of their control is detrimental to their quality of life and has kept them bound. Please release them from these chains right now in Jesus' name. 
Help them to submit this pain, guilt, anger that they have toward themselves. Give it to you. Hand it over to you in order for you to begin what you do best, and that is to heal and make us a new person. Change their minds. Transform their thoughts. Take their thoughts to ones of hope and life. Hope and life is what you offer, the things that you offer from your word. Amen. If you want to talk to somebody about this a little bit more, then contact us at truthisnowtreason at gmail.com. If you wish to hear more about how to become a follower of Christ, listen to our Ultimate Treason episode number five. Until Until next time, time, my fellow traitors. traitors.